My question would be... Oh, we have a Rambam here. Who's a Rambam? That's fine. Oh, okay, good. Great. In case we need it. Yeah. So my question would be, like, let's say we, we left e- Egypt. We had a Navi, Moshe Rabbeinu. And then we came into Eretz Israel with a Navi, Yoshua. And then through the period of Shoftim, there wasn't really a Navi. There was Devorah, but there wasn't really a Navi that was... Until we have Shmuel. So was, was the purpose of Yitzhak uh, Mitzrayim to ultimately colonize the land or settle the land and then um, and then kind of self-govern or was the purpose and because there's no Navi to tell us what God's God's desire is and did we already have God's desire to do Moshe and Yoshua and we then settle the land with these ideals with the Torah at the center or something like that and what, then what was the first line of the question that there, we didn't, didn't have we didn't have a Navi there's no Navi in the book of Shoftim oh okay oh, there is I mean Devorah but is there another one I'm missing there might be others but like, there, uh, there, there are people with like Ruach HaKodesh right. or whatever right or what the Rambam says who's like, uh, yeah, I mean they have they have, they have like Gidon and, Ach- and then you have like right but uh, there's always questions really, whether they're, they're Navi right I mean yeah I don't, they're not really classified as Nibim. So I guess there's also it's a similar time frame, but what's the idea? The idea is that we're supposed to self-govern without a Navi. And a Navi is the, the Navi not an ideal? Not an ideal? The ideal is to be able to colonize or settle your land with the, ideals of the Torah, yeah, with the ideas of the Torah at, at the center without someone telling you what the view of Hashem is. And you developing the idea through the Torah or through whatever the, um, the, the court system might be. And then if you go off, like the times of Eli's sons, the Navi came to course correct? Like, is that the point of the Navi to course correct, but not necessarily to be there at all times telling us how to live our lives? I guess that's my question. I don't know if that makes sense. So you're asking, what is the role of the Navi envisioned? It is the role of the Navi, the, like the be all that is all, the voice of God that comes down and tells us like how we should act all the time or is it something that happens when <laughs> that's a simple way to yeah it. like what are you saying yeah. Yeah. Well, is, is it, it a corrective measure is it a corrective right. and then and then the, the further question is um, so then also it, so if it's not the Nabi that's supposed to be the center who is it supposed to be the, the Kohanim and then the Nabi course corrects the Kohanim because the Kohanim are supposed to teach on Israel. But that's assuming one resolution of your dilemma. Which is? Oh, you mean assuming that the Nabi is not Assuming the essential. Nabi is not, then, then who is it? And who's the teacher? So is it just the Constitution, just the Torah? Is there some teachers of the Torah, i.e. the Kohanim, that are supposed to teach on Israel? And then... Because so, you see what Shmuel comes in to course correct what the Kohanim are doing wrong. Right. Because they were the ones that were supposed to teach us. Like, is the system the Torah put in place after Moshe and Yoshua for the Kohanim to be the teachers of Israel in Eretz Israel? And then when that didn't come to fruition, the Navi came to correct. And then kingship. Right. That's what I'm trying I to figure out what I that understand is. the question. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not answering. I've asked that same question in terms of what is the ideal like economic structure of Am Yisrael? What is the ideal political structure of Am Yisrael? Are we supposed yeah. to have a king? Are we supposed to have right. a big deal? Right. So it, it doesn't seem like, at least from our discussion with the Roof, there isn't like a ideal. an ideal that we've deviated from or not deviated from. It seems to be very even like throughout history, using history as the, as the model. It's, it's, it's been ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Right, in each one, in each way of uh, living, there is an ideal within the, within that way. But so let's uh, let's go back to the first question. Right, so what's the what's the role of the navi? So, um, 
Okay, so in order to answer the question, you have to understand what, what Nivoa is, and I think, you know, hopefully not. So I, I think, I think, um, I think we talked about it a little bit last year, we touched on it a little bit when we were doing Daniel, but the Navi is becoming a Navi or achieving Nivoa is a goal of human existence separate and apart from the political the political role of the Navi. There's two different things, right? So like, so the fact that she, the fact that Hashem is minabeit b'nei adam is one of the 13 principles of the Rambam. Even though in order to have the Torah, you don't really need that. You just need that Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoah is true. You don't need, and it's, you know, is can't be replaced. You don't need a general idea that Sheha'el Menabet Bnei Adam is one of the Yisodot, but you do have it. Because really, Nevu'ah is, a, is a, the highest level understanding of God, separate from whatever political... So that's why it says, like in the Gemara, I think it's in Megillah, where it says, you know, there were tens of thousands of Nevi'im, but only the ones that are written in the Tanakh, because they had something from, for posterity to, uh, you know, to be recorded. So those are, are recorded, but actually there were tens of thousands of Nevi'im, you know, more than, more than uh, Yotzei Mitzrayim, you know? But that, uh, hundreds of thousands, I guess. Um, that, uh, that achieved that level of knowledge and understanding. So the level of knowledge and understanding achieved by the Navi is a goal in and of itself, meaning right. the Navi is just a person who has actualized his full potential or hers, could be a woman too, of Yediyat Hashem, right? So, but that's, that's the important thing to get first. In other words, the, the purpose of the Torah actually is like what Moshe Rabbeinu says, Mi'iten kol am Hashem Nevi'im. The ideal is for every person, and also the Nevi'im later talk about, you know, in the times of Moshiach, that they, you know, everybody will... <clears throat> Everybody will be a Nazir and everybody will be a Navi and all that. Meaning that, that that's a, in terms of the personal development of the individual. When the Rambam talks about, and you said that about Nevoah, he talks about the level of knowledge and comprehension. And uh, he even says there, uh, sometimes, if you don't mind, you use it. Okay. Uh, he says that there's different functions of the Navi. Sometimes the Navi will just re- receive Nevoah for his own perfection. And his own development, because he's seeking to understand something more clearly. Right. So, and then he talks about all the conditions of it, of nivuah. You know, in terms of what the person's focus is in life, and that all he's looking at is the chokmah v'kadosh baruch and he doesn't have anything else. I mean, you guys did the Rambam Yomi not long ago. Well, this will be familiar to if you did that. Um, and then he reaches this very high level, um, and then uh, and he talks about how there are different levels of nevi'im. Uh, even within the category of Nivoa, there's different levels. And then he says, the Nivi'im, um, he says, uh, they distinguishes between Moshe Rabbeinu and other Nivi'im, but uh, within the Nivi'im, he says, uh, where is it that he mentions that? How he says that sometimes, Sometimes the Nivoah is done in order to benefit the people, right? And sometimes the Nivoah is done for his own development. Where is that, actually? It's in here somewhere. It's not saying um, But that's the... Anaviyah, here it is. Efshe shetiyah Nivoah to l'atmo bilvad, narachiv libo, lo sifta to, ad shiyeh da ma shiloh ayah yodeh ma otan adwaim gomim. So, in other words, one is just 
an intellectual breakthrough for himself. What's the difference? There's a difference between Levonin, but we'll, maybe we'll get that when we talk about Amidav, Binan, Chokmah. So the Navi in and of himself is a person who has a great knowledge of God. Sometimes it's for his own benefit. Sometimes he's given insight. Now, he doesn't become a Navi in order to serve a political purpose. Mm-hmm. In other words, you don't cultivate nifu'ah for a political end. Actually, that would undermine the process of, of cultivating, of developing nifu'ah because nifu'ah has to emerge from a person who's seeking yidiyat Hashem for its own sake and his mind is purely on understanding but the ways of God. But he some kind of political breakthrough from right, well. he, he can have an insight into that and then be tasked with the responsibility of intervening in some way. So that's how the Rambam and the Maran for example, speaks about the Sulam of Yaakov, the Olim V'Yordim, right? right? And why is it Olim and then Yordim? And he says, and it's towards the beginning of the Manabuchim, and he says that, what, that it's talking about the Nevi'im, that She'olim, they, they go up to, to the Receive level of understanding and then they come down to share it with the people and to guide the people and that's really the difference, one of the signature differences between a cult leader, which we talked about many times, and uh, and a navi that a navi's goal is to actually bring knowledge to the people to uplift them, not for his own, uh, not for his own interests, as opposed to the charlatans that pretend to some like special piety or mysterious. They create a mysterious aura around themselves. A lot of these rabbi. Right, do fakers do the same thing they do weird stuff they have weird minhagim I need to have this or that special I am strict about this or that weird thing that doesn't really seem to connect to any kind of but it creates a mystique around them that you know then oh they have very, very fish, different fish eyes whatever it doesn't matter there's a million of them um, 24 colors <laughs> so they so these uh, these things create a certain like mystique that they're, they're in a different league than, than other people um, that's the that's not what a, a real navi would do. Um, it would be the opposite, and uh, and so the navi can have a, a political role. Meaning the the Jewish people's political and religious organization structure should be designed to promote people achieving a level of nivuah. Meaning you want to get to the highest level of understanding of God. That's the ultimate level. Not everyone's going to get there, but that should be a person's goal to reach as high as they can. Right? You're going to produce, one, when you have Nevi'im around, you're going to produce more and more easily because they're going to be able to guide people uh, along the path more easily, just like anything. One, you know, you can't, you didn't, going back to Einstein again, no, nobody here would have ever discovered, I, I assume, assume uh, what Einstein discovered. I can't really assume, I mean, I, can't, I don't want to be unfair to anybody here, but I, I know, I, I'm sure I wouldn't. Right? No, wouldn't have discovered that, but once it's discovered, you can be taught it mm-hmm. by people who understand it. Right, he could teach everybody, and they could understand it, and they could teach others. And now there's millions and millions and millions of people who understand it. Something that wasn't even known until Einstein discovered it. So the same is true with Nevoah. So that's what happened in the times of Shmuel. The Masoret of, 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 of Nevoah was broken down. In Chazon Nifrat, so it was very rare for somebody to have any kind of breakthrough like a prophecy. And so when Shmuel, uh, when Shmuel has Nevoah. Not only does he not know what's going on, but he goes to Eli, and Eli basically on a textbook basis is able to determine that it's Nevoah, saying, oh, uh, you know, respond this way, because, because he realized from, from theoretical understanding of what Nevoah would be like that he must be having Nevoah. Mm-hmm. Okay? So yeah, in that case, his breakthrough 
was for the sake of the reforming the religious uh, uh, life of the Jewish people and getting it back on track. That wasn't the reason he became a Navi. He became a Navi because he was seeking knowledge of God. From the seeking of knowledge of God causes him to reflect upon the sorry state of the Jewish people and what God wants him to do to, to correct them. Okay? So would a Navi be necessary uh, for the day-to-day So why is there no Navi post Yoshua? Um, I mean, there probably were. That's the thing. That's why it's saying there were. That's why it says there were. There were six. There were hundreds of thousands of Nevi'im walking around, but none of them that were, uh, you know, played a role significant enough that it, that they registered on the on the historical record. I Meaning, you would say they had reached uh, such a high level. They might have done. There might have been people who did. I mean, the idea of it, it's like this. In a situation that's ideal, many people would be re- reaching the level of nevuah lishma just in order to have an insight into the Darche Hashem and make their life better and live a more, have greater insights. Um, a person who lives in a time or in a situation where they have the ability to influence that situation for the better because things are going badly well, could become an instrument uh, if they're the right candidate for the job, an instrument for correcting that problem. But if they live in a time that there's no problems that need correcting because everyone is going in the right direction, then then their involved just be a personal matter. It's not really going to influence uh, necessarily the political mm-hmm. goings-on around them. There and if they... Not really. Interesting. Not interesting, but the idea of like the, the schools of Nivoa, the Bnei Nivoa... That was after Shmuel. Right. The, the Bnei Nivoa was after Shmuel that he established the school, school of Nivoa. Right. The Maybe. idea of having disciples in, in Nivoa is because they okay. achieved it themselves and then they were able to, uh, just like Moshe Rabbeinu, was able to cultivate Yoshua as a disciple. Just like Avraham Avinu was able to cultivate Yitzchak and you have... And at, at, at the end of the bracha of the Amidah, you say, Magen Avraham, because at the end of the day, like, it was exactly. Avraham who did it. It was not Yitzchak. Right, so you're he, saying, right, so did, he, did Yoshua not do something right and cultivate, not cultivate Well, he the left the Zikinim. The Zikinim were good. And it says all the days of Zikinim, the people continued to do the right thing. But they weren't called Nevi'im, right? But they weren't. All, they didn't have to necessarily be Nevi'im to be worthy leaders. Um, just like so, the Kohanim are responsible for the education of the people. And the Ral Bag actually talks a lot about that. He talks about how it was especially important for the Kohanim to achieve some level of Ruach HaKodesh or Nebuah. Even the Kohen Gadol, like his seats or, or his Achoshen, uh, uh, didn't work unless he was on the level of Ruach HaKodesh. So it was very important for them to have this level of, uh, of Ruach HaKodesh minimally and Nebuah ideally. And he talks about that a lot. He talks about a lot of the mitzvot of Kehunah being uh, connected to um, bringing the uh, Kohanim to a level of prophecy. So they would be able to then be better, more effective educators of the people and guide them along that path too. So you don't buy the Nivuah is not necessary when you have Eretz Yisrael and uh, Sanhedrin and... Well, it depends on what you That's what I'm saying. If you're talking about, you're talking about necessary in two different right. frameworks. If you're talking about as an ideal for which to strive for its own sake, it's always necessary. And that's so, the ideal of the Nivuah. I guess I wasn't calling that Nivuah. I'm, not, I'm not calling about a Shaliach of God as a Navi, so that's, that's done when there's a need. So, and, and when there's a worthy candidate to, to, you know, to fulfill the need. So, like in the case of Moshe Rabbeinu, he could have been, a, like, when Moshe Rabbeinu says uh, that I, I'm, uh, I'm not able to speak, right? And he says, And Rashi says, because it wasn't his first uh, prophecy. Yeah. 
right? He had many prophecies, but means from the time I started having Nivuah, could, could have been years ago, I no longer was able to speak. And especially the way the Ral Bagam explains it, it makes a lot of sense. Because the Ral Bag explains that the Kvad Lashon and Arel Safataim wasn't that he had a physical speech impediment, it was that he couldn't communicate with ordinary people because he, wasn't, he didn't have any common... No common ground. Got around with him. Like, he didn't know how to communicate because he was like one of those professors that they are, their whole... Heads in the right, their head is in a different world. They can't communicate with an average person. They don't know how... A good communicator has to be able to speak in the language of the... Right, uh, right? So, so, the, so he didn't have that. That's why he says... So meaning that he had Nebuah of his own for his own development, but then God says, okay, now the people are ready for Geulah, uh, so you have to go to... And he says, I'm not the right person. I can't even talk. I can't communicate these ideas to the people. And that's what Aaron does. Aaron is the one who is the, also a Navi. Maybe, you know, obviously not on the level of Nebuah Moshe Rabbeinu, but he's a good communicator. <coughs> right, so he's able to communicate he's with... Before anything is discussed about him. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Aaron seems to have been... He had received Nivuah before the text talks about him. Just yeah. for the proof. He was already a Navi. Yeah. Right, you needed a Navi on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, which Aaron was not. But Aaron was able to learn the Nivuah of Moshe Rabbeinu from Moshe Rabbeinu and then able to communicate the ideas. Just like a, you, can, you can teach law, ideas in science that you didn't discover. Right? He can teach ideas that he received from Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's why he talks about, like, you know, when the Rambam talks about in the Bible, the Mishnah. I mean, it's really from the Gemara, but about the way that Moshe Rabbeinu would teach. First, he would teach, you know, the, the Kohanim, they would teach the, the Aaron and the sons, and then the people, would, the Zikinim and the people. You know, he would do these right. cycles. So the idea was that they, it would be taught multiple times, but at different levels. Obviously, if you're teaching Aaron and his sons, you're teaching at a different level. Right. You know, than when you're, if I'm, if I'm teaching, I could teach the same content, and I often learn the same content with my different kids. If I'm talking to Natanel and teaching him, a 21-year-old guy who's like an independent learner, I'm talking to my... Uh, younger kid who's less independent and has less background, it's a different conversation. So, but you're talking about the same thing. You know? So like, so Aaron is the communicator. He goes and speaks to the people on behalf of Moshe. But the fact of their nevoah and the fact of their political shlichut uh, is two different things. Because the shlichut also requires a receptiveness among the people. You know? The people have to be ready. When did Moshe Rabbeinu get sent to the people? When they cried out. Right, that's the whole point. Batal Shabbatam. Right, that, that it says Vayizaku. Uh, you know, when the, when the first right. when the first paro dies and the second paro turns out to be just cool. as bad or as worse uh, worse than the previous one. So then it says they, they cried out they to cried God, out meaning that now that now they're ready. So then it says, and then God knew that it was a time to send Moshe Rabbeinu because they're looking for an alternative. They're not gonna. They realize that Egypt is not gonna save them. Now they're open to a new idea. Okay, so Moshe Rabbeinu comes and he provides the new idea. So you need two to tango. You need a receptive audience and you need a, a Navi on the right level. And so uh, that, of course, without the situation of crisis, you wouldn't need a Navi to intervene. He would just be a part of the educational Process. structure. Probably a, a, lot of the, a lot of the Navim or Kohanim also, which makes sense according with the, the way the Ralbag has it, or Livim or Kohanim. Because they were in that framework all the time. They were, you know, because they're in that setting that cultivates and promotes reflection on God all the time. Knowledge of God all the time, of course. You know, the Leviim the, the, are the ones that's... The Leviim are the ones who are doing that. So, of course, they're the ones who are going to be... More, uh, more, more, fine than more, more likely to be 
just like a, a, a prince is more likely to be a good king than an average person because uh, he grew up in the ki- in, in the kingdom. He knows the what they call the tachsisei malchut. You know, he knows how it works. He knows the politics. So he's going to inherit that from his environment. He's going to absorb that, and then he's going to be uh, uh, able to continue it if he's smart and, and, and good in other ways. Um, Isn't that one, was it, wasn't that one of the explanations as to why Moshe was raised in Pharaoh's palace? That he would have the... He wouldn't have the avdud mentality, maybe. You mean? Right. Yeah, they, they, I've heard that before. But in general, the Levi'im, even the Rambam says in Yilchot Avodat Kochavim, Veshevet Levi Le'olam Lo Avad Avodah Zohar, he says, right? Because... They were always in that, the realm. right. Even what you know, Eliyahu Navi, assuming that he's you know, they always say he's Pinchas. Uh, whether you say you know, however you take that, but that's implying he's also a kohen. Yecheskel, he was a kohen. Yirmiyahu, mina kohanim asher ba'anatot be'eretz binyamin. Shmuel, a Levi. Right. So a lot of the Nevi'im, not all of them, and it's not a prerequisite, but a lot of them were were kohanim. And it stands to reason. And the Ralbag makes, in, in Sefer Vayikra especially, he talks about it a lot. A lot of the mitzvot, he interprets a lot of the mitzvot of the coin gadol, the breastplate, everything, as helping the coin to focus and reflect on on these ideas so that he will be, you know, will elevate his, 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 his level. And perhaps going to the mitzvot the same idea. Elevation For the average person. Well, yeah, it says that the people who come aliyah regel, they would have nifuah when they would come, they would have ruach the people who are capable of it. It puts you in a setting that... that promotes that that facilitates so even so, someone like Shmuel who received it as a child he wasn't or, a child why do you think he's a child when he went to uh, he was young he grew up in a place of Torah and despite the fact that he was surrounded by some miscreants namely the B'nai you know. mm-hmm. but Eli wasn't bad no Eli wasn't bad he was just ineffective right it was, it was like Noah right you know I, it makes me Little think of his head probably in the clouds. Right, though. he was sort of disconnected. What is he says to kids, Albanai, please don't be bad, you know. I don't like the, what I hear about you. He's like a very hands off kind of guy, kind of lets things go. He himself was a great tzaddik and the, he was the shofet of that generation, but he didn't, he wasn't able to uh, inculcate the values in his kids, and his kids used the position to their, you know, use the kuna, which is the, always the danger in any situation of human power where you have a power imbalance. Rabbis can be manipulative and abusive and use people, and Kohanim would do that, and uh, anyone in position of power, anybody in position of power. power can abuse, can either use it for amazing things or abuse it for terrible things, right. unfortunately. So, and uh, and in the case of the Beit HaMikdash, that's not only, the problem with the Bnei Eli is it's not only specific individuals abusing a position of power, they basically transform the Beit HaMikdash into an, a, a vehicle of corruption. Right. Like, they, they transform, it was, you know, the Mishkan, into a vehicle of their own kavod instead of God's kavod. Right. That's why Bnei Eli are viewed so negatively and Bnei Shmuel are not, I mean, they're... Bnei Shmuel, Bnei are also no good. Yeah, not on the same But not on the same level, because they didn't use the, 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 the Mikdash as a vehicle to... To, to corrupt the whole they made money for the they, right. made, they, they, they made money for uh, they just weren't as good as one right. right it says they took bribes and Chazal say no it really means that they made a business out of the rabbinate right. what that means for modern times I don't know find the whole rabbinate good sons huh find the whole rabbinate find, find an example of a Navi who had good sons good sons I mean, sons of Abraham Yitzchak Yaakov Yosef Aaron had good sons. Yeah, yeah, two good sons. Okay. And I said, fine. Yeah. No, later. He's not one later than me. 
Um, later, Nevi Met had good sons. Ishayahu doesn't say anything bad about his sons. But they weren't uh, relatives. I don't know if they were, yeah. Um, uh, what good son? Jimmy, I had none. So he didn't have any bad ones. <laughs> Technically. Moshe, Moshe seems, to, stand, he seems, to, seems to stand out in that he wasn't in an environment that was conducive to receiving the Ruah. Right. So even though he was Shevet Levi, and whatever he retained from his early, early upbringing. He was a shepherd, which must, be, must also be an environment where it cultivates... I don't know, understanding of reflection. reflection. That's why, Time. you know, this, there, was, there was this old theory of uh, supposed scholars that they said that, you know, oh, in biblical times, the ideal was always shepherding because it was this nomadic lifestyle and not related to the land. And then later it became agriculture and really shepherding was better. Hmm. Because it gives you time. There isn't much to do. You made that point when your Rosh was on Noah. By, uh, how the building of cities is supposed to destroy. Well, that's for yeah. sure. Well, you see that from Cain too. That's from the beginning, from the very beginning. Cain establishing, open creating an artificial environment that tries as much as possible to block out the natural <coughs> reality around you, which is the ultimate, you know, evidence of God's existence. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Has it the potential to be an amazing advantage if you have the right ideas? But it also leads to a blocking out of God. You know, so it's uh, that, that's that's the problem, and that's why it says that's why if you look at the Rashi, Wait, then, if no one was cultivating society and everyone was just thinking about God. What would society be? Uh, where, where would an we opportunity live? for people? Yeah, be, where, where would people live? It's a how would they sustain? No, no, it's it's not that. That's the thing. You you, you can't think in the kolel way. You have to think in the in a the way of the Torah, because the uh, I know I'm con- contrasting those two things. Um, no, because there's a. Because the way, the way of the Torah is that you're supposed to uh, develop medicine and technology. It's just that your purpose, ultimately, that you have in mind Should is to there. enable people to have knowledge of God. Technology is amazing. It makes, life, it makes the amount of time you have to spend doing practical things so much less. If your motive of do, in, in finding ways to make life more convenient is not to make more time for self-indulgence and narcissistic behavior, right. but it's actually to make more time for Torah, then that's amazing. Right. You're, you know, that's like what the Rambam says in the end of the Mishnah Torah, which I guess you didn't get to yet in Rambam Yomi, but you probably know what he talks about, the Yimod HaMashiach. When he talks about, you know, the, the Chachamim didn't want Yimod HaMashiach, or actually he talks about Nechot Tshuva also, right? They didn't want Yimod HaMashiach uh, because they wanted to have power and, and dominance and wealth and all that. They wanted it because they had le- there were less things holding them back from, from seeking knowledge of God. The only reason they wanted those material things was for the sake of Yidiyat Hashem. So the, that's what is different. Not that you would not... Ya- Yaakov Avinu worked harder than anybody in, you know, worked day and night. 20 years of work. 20 years of hard labor work. And yet, uh, and yet he's a Navi. So, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu was working for Yitro when, you know, he, it's not like these people sat around thinking about God all day not doing anything. They were busy, but they, what they were doing, the Rambam talks about in the Moran Nebuchim also. He says that uh, what made the Avot different from even other Nevi'im, right? Do you remember this? Yeah, you about Yeah, that he said that even when they were doing practical things, they only, like most Nevi'im had, you know, sometimes thought about the practical things. And of course their goal in the back of their mind is, coming close to God, but in the moment of doing the practical thing, they're thinking about only the practical thing. He said, then the Avot, even when they were doing it, all they saw was that they were uh, doing something for the sake of uh, coming closer to God. He 
said, but that's a level that most people never will even come close to. He's like, halivai, that we should, during the time that we're doing uh, actually tefillah, pay attention to the words. You know, it's like, uh, forget about trying to think about God when you're, like these people put a picture of the Rebbe when they're having marital relations so they can think about the, you know, these people do this weird thing. You know, it's like, halavai, at the time you're actually praying, you think about God. Don't try to think about God when you're doing other things. You know, you're not going to be, uh, it's not realistic. You know, and I, I've mentioned many times. I know I've mentioned this before, Ibn Ezra, about tzitzit. As Ibn Ezra says about Titi, people were t- talib when they're praying. He's like, that's not when you need a talib. Right. You need a talib the rest of the time. Because it says it's to keep you away from sin. Who's going to sin during the prayer? Right. right? And yet the Rambam says specifically, you have Titi when you wear. Why? Because that's when you're actually going to focus. Be realistic. You know, you'll walk around with Titi on, you're not going to notice it. But during the tefillah, it enhances the actual time that you're actually thinking about God. That's when it should be. That's the best time for you to have the Titi and tefillah. Even though they're to remove distraction, the other times they're just going to become background noise. You're not going to notice. But when you're when you're engaged in tefillah, it's the best. So, being realistic about you know about where you are, but the but practical things done for the right reason. Uh, it's like if if a corrupt, evil government is developing weapons in order to destroy, uh, to to tyrannize, you know, to extend their tyranny and uh, and or extend their. Uh, uh, Islamic Empire, you know, to subor- sub- subjugate everybody, that they could be doing the same activity as the United States developing weapons in order to protect freedom and to protect people's rights and to defend, uh, you know, uh, the free choice of individuals to live as they want to live. Okay. It's the same activity, but it's with a totally different purpose. Now, that, now, the average person working is just thinking about their paycheck, but the people who are visionaries are actually thinking, I'm doing this for... A purpose that's higher than that. I'm doing this. like, even though Elon Musk, Musk is crazy, he's the type of, in my opinion, sorry, but you know, it, he's the type of person who has a vision behind the technology that he's developing in terms of his view of humanity, what what it's doing for humanity, or at least he speaks about that idea. And like, I think that's the that's the idea. It's not that oh, we should we should all live in. There's actually a sort of like the Abarbanel. When he talks about like Migdal Bavel, he's like he, he almost sounds like he thinks like all culture and civilization are uh, are negative. It's like it's like no, this is bad. But it's not that. It's not that it's bad. It's that it's about the instrument. What it's an instrument to. And what happens with Cain, especially Cain being the forefather of it, he makes a city and he calls it after his son's name. Why is he got meaning? I'm building a legacy. legacy. I'm building this. You know, it's it's all about human focus. It's all, and and so when it says the first person to make. Uh, 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 in musical instruments, the first person to make metal work, the first person to make this, and what is Rashi saying? Everyone, lavodazara, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's lavodazara, lavodazara. Meaning what? Meaning the 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 fantasy world that that human beings created around themselves, which is avodazara is basically the fantasy theology that justifies a human centered existence, a non-God-centered existence. It's closing the circle around us. We, we know that we're not the totality of the bubble because we can't control everything that affects us. So we have to open the bubble a little bit to include those factors that do affect us, but we try to make them as close to us as possible and as influenced, you know, able to be influenced by us as possible. And that's what Abu Dazara is in essence. Right, so that's what it means. Like they created these things for Abu Dazara, meaning to, to, to create a, a culture that was the indulgence of their fantasy. Right? You, it doesn't have to be that. You can be a practical person without that. You can be practical but with a with a divine purpose. So 
the Kohanim and the Levi'im, they have a role in Am Yisrael to be fully devoted to the research in Torah and the teaching of Torah. That's their purpose. That's their goal. That's what. They, that's why they don't own land and they don't have this because they don't. That that shouldn't be their focus. Oh, and, interesting. And all of these mitzvot that, that 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 surround the. Uh, and that's why they're, you know, dispersed. They're Levitical cities and Kohanic cities throughout the entire country. The idea is they're like shlichim. They're like Chabad shlichim. You know, throughout the, throughout the, the, the place. And all of their cities are, are Arei Miklat, actually. Mm-hmm. Meaning, so they're, they're there as a type of a, to diffuse the, you know, to, to spread, to, not to, you know, to disseminate, I should say. The, uh, the Torah, yeah, throughout the country. And then, of course, they go and do their Avodah on the Beit HaMikdash, but that Avodah is as much a spectacle for the people to watch as it is to strengthen them in their own development, as the Ralbag talks about a great deal, in, uh, under the tutelage of the Kohen Gadol. That's the ideal. The ideal is that the Kohen Gadol is the, actually the greatest of them. He's chosen because he's actually the greatest. He's mentoring these other Kohanim and developing them into these amazing educators. Oh, we which the fifty Gadol. weeks out of the year, their the job is educate. And then two weeks a year, they're working in the Beit Hamikdash. Why isn't he a Navi? He's why supposed to be someone who has Ruach Hakodesh because the whole idea of the of the Chosh But it's that's the minimum. It's a minimum level. Meaning he's supposed to have a minimum oh, level. Ideally, why do we always know the Kohen to be a... If it's ideal, the ideal why, why don't we know any Kohen Gadol that's well, a Navi? Well, we do. Aaron. Uh. And Pinchas. I'm pretty sure he was a Navi. Uh, but definitely Aaron was. The first one was. Uh-huh. Meaning the ideal would be for the Kohen to reach the highest level and to actually be the mentor that everybody is aspiring to, to, to be close to. What happened during the time of Shmuel was that the Kohanim failed miserably. They became the worst example on a disaster, and therefore Levi is reclaiming its, you know, its legacy, take, seizing it back from the Kohanim, right. which is one I think I had explained one time the midrash about Shmuel. That Shmuel, when he comes as a kid, and it says, "Vayishchat etapar vayaviwat." What's the word? Vayaviwat. An hour Eli or something like that. I can't remember the exact word. When it's when it, when when he comes and they ha- they brought a korban when they're delivering him to the Beit Hamikdash, and it says they, they slaughtered it and they brought the child to Eli, right? And so the Chazal say about the pasuk. I'll tell you what the exact pasuk. Um, oh, I was actually okay. So the so the um, one in a million because I have a very bad I have bad. So the that this this. So what do Chazal say about this? They say that um, that that he went to that 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 Shmuel himself did the slaughtering of the korban, and the Kohanim were upset. What are you doing? You're you're a zar. You're not a kohen. You're not a kohen. And so they brought him to Eli and said, "This the, he he just did an avodah the Beit Hamikdash as a non kohen. He's chayav mitah, you know." And Eli said, "No, he's right because shchitas kshirav zar, right?" So, but that, it's that, what is the Midrash really showing you? It's showing you exactly what was going on. Between, they, were, they were wrong in they, their assessment of what Halacha is. But not only that, like he but was doing it properly. he's edging into the domain of the Kohanim. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In other words, they're, they're saying he's edging into our domain. It's and, like, and they're pushing him away when he's really right in terms he's of He's really of right. Halacha. He knows more, but that isn't even the main point. The main point is that he's edging into what they perceive as their domain. Right. But he didn't. He was really just doing what was the rightful legacy of the Levi'im. Right? So, but he, it had to be taken somewhat away from the Kohanim during that time because the Kohanim had become corrupt. a corrupt uh, institution. Uh, t- institution. 
So and and so it, and eventually it gets rehabilitated later, and the kohanim come back. They're good kohanim later, right. but the, the but in the meantime, it had to be taken back, and that's sort of metaphorically expressed in the midrash of Shmuel doing the shkita, which is halachically allowed. But right. they thought, what are you doing here? Like, why is the Levi living with the kohanim? He doesn't belong here. Right. He doesn't belong here. But that was one of the things that um in the article that I wrote like a month ago, I think, and I put in our chat. I don't know if anyone got a chance to read it yet, but you should. About the nolad mahul, the idea of what it means that the, these char- different characters in the Tanakh are nolad mahul. They were born with, in a, and, and it's a whole list. Of, Where did you put this? I put it in the yeah. chat. It was all ago. Did you have a chance to it's look at it yet or not yet? It's from yeah. Shiva website. It's like a blog post. I put the link. And basically, it's a list of people starting with, you know, uh, going back to Adam and Shet and, and Noah and, and pretty much all the people from uh, the time of Adam down to the time of Noah. It's like the whole line going down from Shet down that they were all Nolad Mahul and then it talks about Moshe Rabbeinu and Shmuel is one of them. And I was just saying in the, in the article, the, the basic thesis of the article, but you should read it because I actually yeah, developed each character. I went into each character, what it is about their situation that made them, Yosef is one of them. That made them uh, considered Nolad Mahul, and I also developed the whole idea of the generations between Adam and Noah, what the Ralbag talks about, why they lived so long and all that. But basically the idea is that a person naturally will be influenced by their environment. You know, our nature is to go with the instinctual uh, gratification, and it's also to be influenced by the environment around us. And Nolad Mahul is a person whose natural inclination is... It's subdued, subdued already, and they're naturally drawn to the to the non-physical things, to the let's say the spiritual things. And so, therefore, somebody like Yosef, for example, who as a teenager is thrown into the house of Potiphar, and there's all these temptations around him, and all these influences that really should have brought him down. But he had an internal; he was somewhat impervious to that because he, it, what it's saying is he had a natural inclination that was unique. It says it about Moshe Rabbeinu too. He grew up in Paro's house. Says it about Shmuel because he grew up around Bnei Eli. So I mean, why is it that he ended up turning out different than? Uh, why didn't he just because turn out like another product of the education of Eli, which obviously was not very good? Right. You know, was not very effective, I should say. Right. So because he had a different nature to him, he had a he had, and you see that there are certain kids that naturally they just have an affinity for learning, yeah. for to Yeah, I see it every, every generation. Yeah, like, you see kids like plants people into each generation that are just different. Yeah, and it's it's from their nature, and that's what they're saying. No ladmul. So it, in in the I was saying that the generations that lived a very very long time, the hundreds of years and all that, um, were. Like the Ralbag says, also the Rambam. The Rambam says it, the Ralbag says it, and there's a bunch of sources actually that bring a similar idea that it was only those individuals who lived very long because they were instrumental in building up civilization and certain things that take hundreds of years to develop, like agriculture or something like that. It was going to have the time in one lifetime is not enough to be able to establish these these things. So therefore they had a long time, but it's not enough just to have a long time. You have to be a person who's not just going to go with the... With the crowd, you have to be a person who's actually going to devote your life to that. So there's certain only certain individuals are crazy enough. Their na- nature is that they're drawn to that, and that's that's the, the idea of the Nolad But I think you should read the article. It was I think it was interesting because I went through each one of the each one of the cases. But Shmuel would be an example of that. A person who is um, is naturally suited for a different path. So um, in in so long story short, the Navi in and of himself is a goal to become somebody like that. He has a political function that the function he's called upon when, when needed, when the circumstances require. And Levi'im and Kohanim would, by nature, have like more 
Naveem emerging from them just because of the orientation of the uh, uh, of the society. So that, I mean, so of the, I, of the culture of wrong, I shouldn't look into too much why there was no Navi national Navi post Yoshua. Well, that could mean that because there was no crisis sufficient to require a Navi at the time. But there was, and when there was, there somebody with Rosh Kodesh came. And that was enough at the time. That was that was what was available, and that was what it was. It was like what was available in times of Shimshon. Shimshon. That was that was that was the best we could do. That wasn't very good, but it was better than nothing for keeping the people, you know, ensuring Jewish survival. And there was there was there many shuftim. And there probably there wasn't were... that much reception, given meaning a, a generation that produces that its best product is a Shimshon is also not really going to be a generation that's going to be able to learn from a Shmuel. Right. What are they going to learn from Shmuel? They can, their top person is a Shimshon. It's just like a practical question. Was there many shoftim? Did each shepherd have its own shofet? They had the one leadership. The ones that we know about. Kenim, I think. Uh, the ones that we know about are just the shoftim that were relevant to. I think the that they just call the shoftim the national leader, but. Uh, but but they weren't. They, they were. They, the, most of the shoftim in the book of shoftim were over a tribe or a, a couple of tribes. It wasn't right. over the key, all wherever the key action right. was happening. Right. So they had a, what, were there shoftim for each each shevet? I don't know what they had. They had Zikanim. They had like Zikanim of every Shevet. If they were called Shoftim, I don't know. But Zikanim. What does that first Masuk start with? It always talks about Zikanim. Shoftim. Which Shoftim is it talking about here? It's talking about, it means during the era of Shoftim, meaning from the death of Zikanim after Yoshua until the rise of Shemuel. It's called the period of the Shoftim, which we know from the beginning of the book of Shoftim is a period of ups and, you know, roller so coaster. Telling us the time it's a roller coaster where at every time it, the low was lower than the previous right. one and the high was lower than the previous one. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a progressive uh, descent, right. Well, there are, there's like, it kind it's of like goes this, this going it's going down. Yeah, the overall picture is a, is a down. So, that's the, uh, that's the chart Shmuel of the kind of brings it back up. Right, Shmuel is, is not really, I mean, he's the bridge between, Eli is the last of the Shoftim, right. really. Yeah, I mean, Shmuel is a different era. Um, the, uh, the Shoftim up till then are... Uh, they have the Shoftim going like this, and they have Eli. Right. Imagine, look at even the difference. And look, and then, yeah, look at even the difference between somebody like Gidon and somebody like Yiftah. Right. Like it's very different in their orientation and their. First of all, the Gidon is. I mean, whatever. We don't have to go through all of Tanakh. Even Gidon is not. <laughs> yeah. not, not but he's not even that great. He has to remove himself from idolatry right. and do Tishuba for, for Avodazara, which is the worst thing, in order to be able to be worthy of doing what he needs to do. You know, and then Yiftach is, you know, is, is, is another yeah, level. Yiftach is very base. He seems base. Like, very not holy. He seems very, um... Uh, Macho. Precious. Not very, um, well thought out. Right. And a good precursor to Shimshon. Yeah. Was even less. So, it's, uh... It Shimshon, like even in... Look at this way. Shimshon, more brain, less brawn. Right. Even in order to be somebody like he was, Shimshon had to be an Azim. Uh-huh. That just shows you the level of he lowness. Needed, he, needed he needed Nazir to prevent him so from being a completely 